1: Today I'm joined by a lady called Jackie Wilson from the UK, in fact from my hometown of Nottingham. And Jackie's going to be talking to us today about Positively Empowering Kids. Jackie, very, very warm welcome to you.
0: Hi, good morning, Paul.
1: So, Positively Empowering Kids, tell us more.
0: It's it's my belief that we really, really need to support the next generation to find their potential, to be able to step into it, to know the incredible, important person that they are um, in this world. So many children don't believe that and kind of suffer and struggle. And it's so sad to see because there is so much unlimited potential in every child. And so my mission is to positively empower kids with the knowledge, the tools, the skills to be able to step into their potential.
1: Mm. I mean, I was actually had the privilege, Jackie, be, you had a, an event in the UK, well, in our hometown of Nottingham, didn't you, in uh, did. in uh, June. And uh, amazingly, our paths didn't cross then, did they?
0: They didn't. No, it wasn't the right moment, obviously.
1: Yeah, Um but the, uh, and I use this word lightly, the coincidence of me actually being able to be at that event was, um, yeah, was profound. And, and I know we privately shared that story, but mm-hmm. yeah, but anyway, like, I, I digress. Yeah, I'm absolutely.
0: Yeah, that event for me is is the starting point of um, creating a community locally and then the idea is if it if it happens and it manifests into this, that it starts to move out and we start to have communities in different areas of the country and then further afield. I don't know where it's going yet. But for me, um, what I can see with the young people that I work with, there is so much struggle um, with these young people. And when they are in that phase of struggling and not coping with life and all the mental health um, that our young people, uh, we sorry for mental health, but mental illnesses that young people are um, suffering from, we really need to help them see that there's more than just going to a doctor's surgery and there's there's more than being on a waiting list at CAMS and, and not getting the support and having to just get by. There's so much more, but people don't know how to find it. So mm. this community was was created, really, so that we can guide people to a central hub of empowerment, if you like. So the parents, the educators, the kids, teenagers, whoever we're, we're um, running the festival for can tap into knowledge and resources that they can then move forward and do something with. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does.
1: It makes great sense. Um, and it Jackie, it's an amazing thing, I believe, you know, that you're doing. It really is because... Maybe there's a, and I think we all, you know, in any situation in life, we automatically default to con, comparing it to an experience or experiences in our own lives. And, you know, and I always ask myself uh, and I flirt with it in a, in a good way, a positive way of what if, what if, if I'd have met Jackie in some of her tribe years ago when I was a kid going through yeah. the labels that I'd been given that then for me became self-fulfilling prophecies (laughs) and you know i'd love to do more podcasts with young people uh, jackie because i think there's so much stereotypical the young ones nowadays have got no respect and i hear that so much and it drives me wild and it's like well hang on have you actually took the time and trouble to dive into a young people's, a young person's world and ask them, what's exactly going off? Well, mm-hmm. no, 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 the, you know, and it's just that kind of judgment. And, and I know from the conversations, and you'll know far more about this, Jackie, I'm sure, that, you know, once you do embark and become embroiled in a conversation with, you know, I'm generalizing here, obviously, but a young person, the richness um, yeah. And this is kind of paradoxical really. but the wisdom that they've got for such young tender years is we can just learn so much if we're open.
0: Are oh, you just speaking my language totally That's what I've completely discovered. I see kids as my greatest teachers and I truly believe that we have to listen to what they're saying. So for example, if you've got a teenager who is kicking off and their behaviors poor attitudes, rubbish, if you're just telling them that they need to be more respectful, they need to stop, they need to behave, you're not actually looking at what their needs are, what they're trying to tell you about the system, the society, or whatever it is that's troubling them. They might not at that point be able to put it into words, but if you sit with them and connect with them, and we, I use the word empathy, but if you step into their shoes and just be with them, that's when you can start to... Unravel and, and, and understand them and that's all they're wanting they just want to be understood but as adults because we've not had that education mostly ourselves of learning to just be with somebody and just connect and 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 step into their energy if you like and um, we we tend to be, have our own stories going off and and how you know sometimes there's all this projection that goes off as, as adults and we um, or in our own little story that's projected onto that young person because that's how we experience life with an adult when we were that age. Mm. Um, and that troubles me a lot with, with educators and particularly in secondary schools of how they um, deal through a fear-based way. Um, but, but for myself, uh, working with young children, um, 10, 11-year-olds recently is an example, and just giving them um, a toolkit to help with self regulation, getting them to practice it and work with it. And then afterwards, asking them, okay, so love your feedback, would love your feedback. Have you got any other ideas of how to improve this for your age group? Oh my goodness, the knowledge and wisdom that came out of those children, it was like they were creating mindfulness techniques that I'd never come across. They are very, very wise and it's incredibly important to listen to what they're telling us.
1: What was coming through to me listening to you there, Jackie? It just reminded me of a caption I created, and I'll send it to you separately. Um, and I've just, I've just made a note of it. I'm confused. You treat me like a child, but expect me to be like an adult. Mm-hmm. Don't just tell me; show me.
0: Yeah, modelling. It is so true. This is this is the problem we have. You know, you've got adults and again, you could be a teacher. It could be a parent who shout at their kids. They're triggered by whatever's happened and they shout at their kids. What that's teaching them and what I see so often is a child then modeling that behavior to their friends, because that's what they know. If, If I'm not listened to, I need to shout at somebody. And then they get told off for shouting and there's all this confusion and it just snowballs. And if they're getting that all the time at home or all the time at school or both, can you imagine what that young person's behaviour is going to be like? It's just going to increase because they that's all they're seeing. Um, and they, I'm trying to think of the quote that, um, I can't remember it at the minute, but there was there's a very similar quote that I think is truly important because... Children just they're sponges, and with the mirror neurons that we have in our brain, they do just copy us. That's just what they do,
1: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In a previous conversation, Jackie, and I can't remember the exact context, but I can remember being moved by it, and you know, as much as the you know, the strategies and the stuff that you pick up over the days, weeks, months, years, or what have you, this one really, really resonated with me. And, um, and <laughs> that that sort of uh, little giggle there tells me, Jackie, that you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, the example of the aeroplane.
0: Yeah, that's just something that just appeared to me. I've, I've, I'm trained in yoga and mindfulness, and it just... something dawned on me when when it talks about the observer so what i i get a lot of people to do in in the workshops whether it's children or whether it's adults i do this i get people to make a paper airplane and then i ask them okay so now you've made your paper airplane i'm going to count three and i'd like to fly your airplane and when that number three happens every single person throws their airplane bearing in mind that I didn't ask them to throw it, I asked them to fly it. I'm not, I'm still holding mine. And I say to them that actually, what it's basically is a representation of our mind. It's something like 95% of our day, we work unconsciously. So like the autopilot, we are just, don't know where we're going. We've just been, um, We're flying from a place of our story, our life experience, our beliefs, our values are all within that and lots more. And actually, we're not in control. We have no pilot in the front seat observing and noticing what's going on. So therefore, we can crash and burn out and we can have these awful um, emotional outbursts or whatever it is. These, these kind of negative thoughts about ourselves, people, society, whatever it is. And if we actually imagine in the front of our brain, you know, just behind our forehead, we have what we call the prefrontal cortex, and we can grow pathways in the brain to start to notice and observe what's going on internally and externally. We can observe it without being attached to it. So, if you can imagine a pilot in an aeroplane noticing what's affecting the environment out there, people, um, society, whatever it is, but also we can we can also turn around and look inwardly at what's happening within our plane, within our mind, all the things that are going off, and that gives us so much capability to be able to navigate through life. So whether we need to actually we are going through a really difficult time something's happened we need to land and just be and feel how we're feeling because it's okay but we maybe just need to pause and be there and then to be able to tap into our resources our inner resources which we all have most of the time we don't know that we've got an incredible resource system to be able to self-regulate to be able to navigate we just don't know it if we can tap into that we can actually then take off again, we can fly as high in, into our potential as we feel we're ready to do, at whatever level we feel that is, and make the most of our life in that moment. But it's just having the knowledge of when it's time to just step away from things and just get through that particular thing that's happening in life, that's, that's how I see it.
1: Mm, wow, yeah, superb. Fear
0: versus love. Mm.
1: Jackie, yeah. what I mean from a very general and I mean a broad general perspective, what's your thoughts when you hear those those three words, fear versus love?
0: There's two base emotions, there's love and there's fear. And fear is is kind of very much in the thinking place so it's the head space it's for me it's that place where if we think of our story i mean if you think of mindfulness you've got fear and that can be of the future and fear based on the past we've got all sorts so we have the present moment which is where we can actually find that love go into our hearts and really be and then fear can be the the range of emotions you know it could be anger it could be anxiety it could be sadness it could be anything but fear is is so much part of our everyday life we're even wired to be fearful based on um, evolution we, you know we we are primed to look for danger it's that's normal that's that's it's survival it's a survival thing and there's more and more people realizing and there's research, there's evidence to prove that the more we actually connect with the place of love within us, the better our lives can be, the more happiness we can feel, the more peace we can feel, more kinder, kinder we can be, and more empathic we can be. But we kind of get so drawn into that fear place, which is so damaging Um, physically mentally Uh, but again it's the observer of within us we have to be there to catch that to notice that uh, because it will rule our life if we're in fear we're not going to be able to step into that potential that I'm talking about we're going to be constantly scared that we can't do it we're not good enough somebody else isn't thinking we're good enough And, and this this whole big catalyst of things that goes on with many of us that keeps us small, that stops us from being everything we're meant to be, if that makes sense.
1: It does. So how do we make that connection that you allude to, Jackie?
0: To love, to really stepping into that. I think it's, it's again, it, this is all linking. So it's, it's having that ability to, to observe yourself and to find things that really make you feel good and oh, there's so many ways to do it, but, you know, even meditation of just, it doesn't have to be meditation, but it can be just sitting. There's there's a heart, heart math um, technique that um, is widely used now. It's just actually even sitting there and focusing on your heart center, the center of your chest. And just imagining that you're breathing in and out from that space actually creates a really warm, um, feeling and there's there's evidence that there is more um, information sent from the heart to the brain than the brain to the heart so if we can focus on this area and develop this um, real deep care and love and um, peace and kindness and gratitude all those sort of practices that you can do like gratitude practices bring you into that place and that every little bit that you do you do builds and helps you to grow that um, emotion, that kind of love emotion. Um, The more we can do that, the bigger uh, we can, well, the more, more happy we can be, the more supportive and caring and giving we can be. And it's such a great place to be once you get into that space. And there's a lot of people who've experienced traumas and have shut away that part of them to protect which is where the fear is so strong, um, and it can be more challenging for those people, but not impossible. We've all got that heart connection, and it's just finding ways to to um, to find a way in. We
1: touched upon labels earlier on, Jackie, um, and if I can mm. be a, allowed to kind of share or be a little bit subjective in terms of my own early childhood experience, which you have all kind of already alluded to, of... You know, you are this, you'll never be loved, you're a waste waste of space and, you know, and all the, the emotional abuse and the yeah. physical, you know, violence that matched it and all that kind of thing. When I said to you, Jackie, I wish I could have found a Jackie when I was a child or something, you know, around this, you know, the, the amazing work that you do. Is it, is it amazingly challenging to start taking those labels off a child when he or she's, you know, they're, they're, they're ingrained at an early age? I, I look back on my own experience, Jackie, and it's like, you know, on the one hand, you know, in, in the true spirit of duality, which I love to dance and flirt with, mm-hmm. um, on the one hand, I'm saying I'd love to have met, you know, a Jackie years ago to to guide me through this this pain, this suffering, but on the other hand, the kind of and this is me now going into my head. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of toxic labels, and they were really, you know, pushed deep deep down. How you know? How does that kind of how do you begin to remove those labels? Um, Jackie, it's,
0: yeah, it's it's basic for me. It is actually looking from a different lens at those labels. So for me, I don't like labels at all. They're useful for education. They're not useful for the potential of a child. Mm. Um, So if you are focusing on that child's label in the negatives, needs support, can't read, can't write, can't achieve high or whatever it is, that's what that child's focusing on. That's what everybody focuses on. I don't go in like that. I say, okay, so you've got ADHD, that's a gift. Okay, so let's let's discover those gifts of ADHD. Have you ever actually thought about what gifts that's given you? Um, so for example, fast thinker. Brain's working really quickly so you can come up with ideas and solutions much faster. You can think outside the box really fast. You can, you know, so it's kind of looking at how creative they are. Their mind's so creative, it can just do all sorts of things. and. That's a great quality. And so once you start helping them to see their gifts, it starts to change their um, focus on the negatives, because they've never been shown that there is positives. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, working with a 10 year old recently, uh, with ADHD, with dyslexia, angry through chairs, was not in the class at all um, in, in September, year six child. And, um, and he used to see me, he used to storm off, slam doors, didn't want anything to do with me, didn't trust me. Eventually, over time, gained his trust and started to figure out with him who he was. I was not interested in his label, I didn't even go there with his label. I wanted to know who he was. What's underneath all that? Who is the, that person? We started to gradually look at his qualities, his strengths, but we had to do it in a very, um, subtle way. So for example, let's, let's think about a best friend. What, what is a best friend to you? And so, you know, what qualities, what, why would you want to be with your best friend? What is it that does that? So he, he came up with things like kindness and honesty or whatever it was. And so, okay, so actually life is just a mirror. This is a great quote by, um, Oh, I forgot his name, but I'll come back in a minute. Um, life is just a mirror, and what you see out there, you must first see inside yourself. The the person is Wally Amos. He's an American entrepreneur. Um, and that, for me, is my way in to really get to know that child when they can actually identify in others something about them. And... Um, and it's just then actually, let's let's not feel jealous about that person and this person. Let's look at what we like about them because actually that's an untapped part of us that we can grow. So it might be that you know as for me as a shy kid, I was really like, oh, they're so confident. they can stand on stage and do this. So I had confidence. I just didn't know I had it. And it's being able to recognize that I have confidence in certain areas. So that I can start to grow that part of me so now that shy kid can stand on stage in front of hundreds and thousands of people no problem because I've grown that part of me but I didn't know I had it until I started to um, look in others and feel, you know what what I admire about other people and that's where I go in with young people it's so that I can start to really kind of change their perspective, change their view of um, themselves and start to see themselves non-academically, see themselves as a human being and what potential they have. That's, that's how I do it because I, I just honestly believe for these children with labels, the education system puts them in that box that gives them the message that you're not good enough, always gonna need support, you're never gonna get anywhere but we'll help you do as good as you can. And that is so damaging because if you can keep them out of that box and say, okay, so school is all about academia. You're not an academic, you're creative. You're able to um, achieve great success in life, but maybe not with maths and English and science. You know, what is it that you love? Let's let's do the best we can academically, but let's not um, get get caught up in that well if you if you don't achieve an A star means you're a failure in life it doesn't there are so many examples of people who've done incredible things for example Richard Branson who failed school he was told he was going to either go to prison or be a millionaire he kind of went went one particular way um and surpassed it because he wasn't going to go down the opposite way and so that for me is is helping young people to realize so much more about themselves and this is where education falls down we need to work with the whole child who are they because that's what they need to see
1: part of working with that child or working with children Jackie is is there a language of love that goes with that i mean is it is it relevant stroke appropriate to you know to to educate young people around this this dichotomy that we've already flirted with called fear versus love and and um, and you know from a very early age make make children aware not only of the you know the real effects of love by showing that but actually if i, could, I don't know if this is the right frame for it but actually the theory behind love versus fear um, mm-hmm. is you know that the la- the very language we use is that all important
0: it is. I think it's, it's difficult for certain ages. So, teenagers, for example, or something that 9, 10, 11 onwards, to talk about love is quite hard for yeah. them. Because Because, yeah. for me, that's because their self worth is so low. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the biggest, as Marissa Pierce says, the biggest disease in humanity is I am not good enough. Yeah. And we have to help. And this is why I've just said what I've said self-worth if we can recognize our value in the world because so many people just don't mm. um, and that we are immensely worthy of being here and we have an immense value um, to give we just need to really step into that so we can discover what our value is what what difference we can make in the world um, we might not know our purpose at a young age, we might never discover our purpose, but we're not going to be able to do that if we don't step into our self-worth. And that's where self-love comes, you know, hand in hand, really. And that's experiential for me because I had the self-hatred and now have got to a place of self-love. So I've been in the fear and now I'm in the love. And it's, yeah, so I've kind of done the whole range of the spectrum. Um, and I know the imp- importance of feeling self-worth and self-love because it just changes everything
1: there's a song in there love love changes (laughs) everything i don't know why i try and sing on these podcasts (laughs) anyway (laughs) moving swiftly on um (laughs) a couple of things there jackie what you said around the purpose thing i had a conversation with uh a world-renowned coach called Jim Britt, who was actually Jim Rohn's business partner and mm-hmm. Tony Robbins' as coach for five years. And I, you know, because purpose is kind of my my niche, if you will. And mm-hmm. and I had this conversation around, so, Jim, what is purpose? And he gave a very simple answer. And when you were speaking there, Jackie, it made, you know, I think there's, there's, great, there's great power in this kind of insight. And he said, it's whatever you're doing at this moment in time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think for a young person to be aware of, you know, because there's so much pressure, isn't there, about you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do the other. You must find your purpose. And I just think by, you know, having that insight that that Jim shared, I thought, well, you know, for me, that takes a lot of pressure off people generally, but particularly young people say, well, okay, listen, I might not, you know, whatever it is I'll be doing in sort of a year, two years, five years, 20 years, who knows? It'll probably be different. I'm sure it'll be different to what I'm doing now. But for right now, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, and those judgments and those labels that certainly the outside world will put on um, and maybe will self-impose uh, those labels as well. But for now, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, as a child, I'll take size three shoes but I won't be taking size three shoes for the rest of my life.
0: No. <laughs> um, no. I mean, a purpose can be as simple as I'm going to be the best friend that I can be. That's the that's my purpose. I'm going to focus on achieving that, you know. And you, can, it's it's a simple thing, but it's it's something that's making a difference in another child's life. Or my purpose is to support children or my friends to feel better or whatever it may, you know, like the resilience leaders that I worked with recently, their purpose became about sharing everything they could about regulating emotions, because it was so powerful and how it worked on them. And they just wanted to share it and come to these workshops and that, for them, gave them s- some meaning um, and reason to, to kind of want to come to these sessions every week and, um make a big difference
1: by way of drawing to a close now jackie on what's been truly amazing some of these um, some of these insights and you know tapping into your wisdom and your experience and and your knowledge but as i do with guests when i bring the uh, the conversations to a close i always always do so with this particular approach and it's this jackie if you had one key message above all others to leave to the world, brackets, our young people, what would that be?
0: Key message, you're more than you think you are, is what's just come to me. I think that that has to be um, something that everybody realises. You know, there's a great Pooh Bear quote about um, how it's, knowing that you've got wings, for example, the butterfly and the, the, um, caterpillar scenario, you can, you can just start your life as a caterpillar. If you don't recognize that you have the ability to fly, you're always going to be a caterpillar. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of really get to know who you are so that you can open your wings and just, see how beautiful you are so others can see how beautiful you are and I'm not talking about the outward I'm talking about the inward
1: yeah brilliant so how can um, how can listeners reach out to you Jackie how can people make contact to find out more about the amazing work that you do
0: okay so I'm in various places the, um, I can be contacted through my website which is www.empowereducation.co.uk um, I have the emotions toolkit.com, um, which is a um, another business based on self-regulation. I'm on Facebook under both of those, Empower Education, Emotions Toolkit, um, Twitter, LinkedIn, Jackie Wilson. You can search for me there. Um, I'm in quite a few places. You can email me, Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E, at EmpowerEducation.co.uk. They're probably the easiest ways to get hold of me.
1: Superb! Thank you very much indeed, Jackie. Thank you sincerely.
0: Thank you for having
1: me. And there we are, listeners, the amazing Jackie Wilson from the UK. And just by way of signing off now, I'll say what I always say, and it's this, whatever you do in life, always walk your path with heart.
0: Hearts, helping everyone achieve results towards success.